You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 25th, 2021. My name is Phil Crossman. I can be expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we did our first mock draft at orlandomagicdaily.com. We did a group mock draft with our staff. I'll, I'll reflect on some of the things that we may have learned, some of the players that, that you know, you could should, should keep an eye on maybe, um, especially for that 10th pick, uh, and, and some other some other little nuggets that might be picked up in what we what we discussed and, and, and what happened as we ran through a like simulated mock draft. Uh, for the first time this offseason. So we'll talk a little bit about the draft class. Then I'll talk a little bit about what we can learn from the Indiana Pacers um, as they got eliminated from the play-in tournament. We'll talk about the Golden State Warriors probably on, to, on our next episode of Locked on Magic, as well as a little bit about RJ Hampton. So a couple teases for later on in the week. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcast for Locked on and the team you're looking for. Just like there's a, there's a podcast here covering the land of magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Denver Nuggets, the Portland Trailblazers, the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks teams that played last night? Check out Locked On Heat, Locked On Bucks, Locked On Blazers, or Locked On Nuggets, all good friends of the show. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college, too, there's a Locked On podcast where you just search Rabbit on the podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Obviously, the the big day for the Orlando Magic is is coming up on, on June 29th. We're about a month away from or June 22nd, excuse me. We're about a month away from the NBA Draft Lottery and you know, I I personally don't find it. You know, obviously we're going to talk a lot about the draft. We'll probably bring back bring back some guests to to, to talk a little bit more about this draft class. And we talked um, a few weeks ago about the draft class in full. Uh, but I, I find it very difficult to really assess the Magic's position or what they're going to try and do until the draft order is set. Um, you know, draft lottery day and the draft combine especially. Um, that day for me is when. I, it was when I really click into draft mode and really say, okay, now the draft is real. Now we know where we're picking. Now we know what the plan is. Right now, just everything is very, very much up in the air. Um, but I did want to do a a run through the NBA draft um, before we got to that point. Um, I wanted to do a run through the NBA draft um, this postseason, just assess where we are, what we're thinking, and, 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 and everything like that. Um, you know, very clearly, the Orlando Magic are in need of everything. Um, I tell people I tell people who are asking me, like, oh, should the Magic take another point guard? They got Anthony, they got Fultz, they got a Hampton, they got Carter Williams, and, you know, really they need a wing. And I'm just like, guys, first off, you can play multiple ball handlers on the floor at the same time. That's not a huge deal in the NBA anymore. Um, but B, at this point, the team just needs talent. The, 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 the rest doesn't matter. They just need players who can play. <laughs> they just need guys who can get on the floor and contribute. They just need talent. They're, they're so... You know, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, a lot of people in the context of the Steve Clifford discussion are saying, you know, Clifford's not the coach that's going to win us a championship. I'm just like, guys, we're, we're not trying to win a championship right now. We're just trying to get back to a consistent winning level. We're at the beginning stages of things. 
um, and at the beginning stages of things. Thus, you want to have some ability. You want to be, put those players in a position where they will play. But at the beginning stages of things, you're just trying to collect talent. You're just trying to, 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 to find someone you can coalesce around. And obviously, the Magic may have that in Jonathan Isaac. They may have that in Markel Fultz. They may have that in this draft pick. Um, so I, I'm a big proponent of take the best player available. I'm not wedded to Wendell Carter. I'm certainly not wedded to Mo Bamba. If Evan Mobley is the best player on the board, take Evan Mobley. If Jalen Suggs is the best player on the board, take Jalen Suggs. If Jalen Green is the best player on the board, take Jalen Green. I don't believe this is the case, but if Jonathan Kuminga is the best player on the board, take Jonathan Kuminga. And honestly, I would say that's probably the same thing that I would say for the second pick that the Magic are likely to have. Take the best player on the board. Just get players in the building. Now, undoubtedly, too, you know, something that I focused on and something that I think is really important is I need guys who can shoot. Uh, I, I don't want to develop another shooter. Uh, you know, I'm not looking for a straight 3 and D guy, although, you know, certainly like Moses Moody is starting to get some publicity as a, as a straight 3 and D guy. Now, I'm not necessarily looking for that. But what I am looking for is, uh, what I am looking for are guys who have that skill already in their back pocket uh, and can kind of step in you know, not immediately, but can kind of step in and, and contribute that to this team long term. Because, you know, the one thing that I think we've learned about the Magic uh, as they've developed is, yes, shooting can be taught, but it is such an important skill that it's something you have to bring to the table. Like Okiki being able to hit a three fairly consistently is a big thing. Cole Anthony is fully recognized. He's got to become more consistent as a three-point shooter if he wants to stick in this league um, or if he wants to kind of be the player that he wants to be. This is this is all part and parcel to things that I'm looking for for the Orlando Magic. You know, and, and a thought that I've had over the last few few weeks too is especially at the top of the draft, draft it, you know, it, it's so clear in this league right now that wings are more important than bigs. And so I, I still need to watch tape on Evan Mobley and I'm not saying Evan Mobley is not the second or third best guy in this draft. Um, but... I, I am definitely thinking to myself, you know, taking a wing is probably less risky than taking a big at this point. And imagine, and, and t- the teams that are successful, again, outside of Denver, outside of Philadelphia with, you know, just elite, elite guys and Jokic and, and Embiid, you're going to have more success building around wings than building with big men. Uh, and, and I feel like the Magic, you know, not that they shouldn't have a, a quality big men, but you can find quality modern NBA big men anywhere. Um, So unless Evan Mobley is that much better than them, I definitely think going wing at the top of this draft is the way to go, Um, just just, just as a baseline. If if the Magic were a little more established, if they had more of their got, you know, more of kind of their pieces in place, then I I don't think I'd have these misgivings. But the fact that I think the Magic are, I think think the, the, the fact that the Magic are kind of starting from scratch here makes me really believe that the Magic should um, go in the wing direction. So let's dive a little bit into this mock draft. Now, obviously, we had Cade Cunningham going number one. That's that's that goes without saying. Um, but all of us essentially picked Jalen Green to go third. Um, we had Evan Mobley going second in our mock, but all, all of us essentially picked um, picked picked Jalen Green or Jalen Sucks. Um, I, I think there's very clearly a top four that has developed in this draft. And and again, I think Jonathan Kuminga is kind of. Not fall into the wayside, but um, I think that he's he's if there's a top five, Kuminga I think is very clearly number five. And again, I'm not saying don't take Kuminga. I'm not saying any of that. 
Um, I, I've been a big Jalen Green guy. Um, and I know people who aren't as high on Jalen Green um, because they're, they're worried of that that his scoring won't translate. But I, I was really impressed with what he did in the G, in the G League bubble for, for G League Ignite. He's a big reason why the Ignite were able to make the playoffs. Um, and I think that's not nothing. I think that is something that matters. You know, being able to compete, being able to lead your team to wins uh, in meaningful games, even in a league that isn't known for its defense, I think is a really big thing. Green has great athleticism, great first step, able to get to the basket uh, and really create space for his own jump shot. This is a guy that has superstar written all over him. He's an improving three-point shooter, so I think he has that part of his game in him, but that's going to continue to be a a process for him because he's been such a ball-dominant guy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, when he gets into more of an NBA environment where he might have to work a little bit more off the ball, where he has to come off screens, where he has to come come off pin downs or use use more as a spot-up shooter. Uh, I, I really like Green, and if the Magic come away with Jalen Green in this draft, um, I, I think the Magic will have done a, a really good job. Um, you know, like I, I should have mentioned this earlier, in our mock draft, uh, we ordered everything based off the uh, standings finish, so we didn't run a lottery, didn't do a simulated lottery, anything like that, so we have the Magic picking third. If Again, Magic at Jalen Green at three, I'd, I'd be very happy. Um, I, I'd probably go Mobley, Mobley as my second pick there. Um, but Jalen Suggs also got a lot of love and obviously I think deserves it because I think he's a really talented player as well. When we get down to the second pick the Magic are going to have, um, I, I think that that's where we'll see a lot of the intrigue. Um, you know, I think the, the the wish list for the Magic would be to get a player like Moses Moody. Um, I am a big Moses Moody fan. I think he's got great size to, to, to play in the NBA. Um, I think he's already a pretty skilled defender. Obviously, I think he needs some work there. Um, but his potential as a just spot-up shooter, as someone who can play and fill a role and be a scorer, uh, I think is really something special. Um, you know, I, th- I think that that's something that's really going to help teams. I don't think he can be our dominant scorer. I think he showed in the NCAA tournament when defense is really focused on him um, that he can be bottled up a little bit. Uh, but you put him in an environment where there are other scorers around him, he's going to be able to create a little bit for himself, create some separation, uh, but he's also going to be able to hit uh, uh, hit threes pretty successfully. Um, I have him pretty high on my board. Um, Franz Wagner of Michigan's really made a climb up too. Um, Kispert's probably the best shooter in the draft, but um, the, the, let, let's get down to who we had picking at, at 10. Um, our, our picker picked Kai Jones, um, and that was a fairly popular pick among... Our staff, Kai Jones, is a Bahamian. Uh, he came to the U.S., actually played uh, high school basketball in Orlando uh, for a little while. Really versatile forward. Um, you know, he's kind of a forward center. He's kind of a 4-5. Um, really versatile and athletic. Just did a really good job cleaning up the glass. Like, his rebounding was really, really effective. And that's usually something that translates well from college to the NBA. That is that is not something that usually just completely goes away. Uh, he... he you know, six foot eleven, seven foot two wingspan, good, good size, good size. You know, a willingness to learn how to shoot threes. He's not quite there yet, um, but just a, a really good defender, really good kind of grinder. And again, I, I think again, you're getting a really talented player at ten. I, I don't think that's a bad pick at ten. Some of the other guys that we mentioned, I'll get to my pick, which I, I kind of went off the wall on my pick. Um, was um, you know, we had James Booknight, um, which obviously uh, our, our pal uh, Richard from Locked On NBA Draft. Um, is really high on James McKnight. Um, the connect the UConn guard is just a bucket. He's just a scorer. Uh, and and again, I I think that's really valuable. I think the Magic should actually absolutely go after guys like James McKnight, and 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 that should be someone that the Magic 
not necessarily target, but they look very, very closely at. Um, they need guys that can hit shots, and he can hit shots, and he can create space, and and do all the do all those other things that scores need to do. I mean, if he becomes, you know, a, a Jamal Crawford type six man, I, I think that's a that's a huge compliment that I would compare someone to Jamal Crawford. Um, but B, I think that would be a huge benefit for huge benefit to any team that drafts him. Again, may, you're talking ten, maybe you're looking for a starter. Um, maybe he can be one. But uh, I, I think that I you know I gotta watch a little more tape on him. He obviously had the injury that cut his season short. Um, but he is he is a bucket getter. He's probably the you know honestly outside of Jalen Green, probably the best bucket get and you know, to some extent Kate Cunningham I guess, but probably the best bucket getter in this draft class. Just someone who's just gonna go out there and score. That's that's all he's gonna do is score. And, and again, you need those guys. Jalen Johnson also been a popular pick. Um, I could see the Magic drafting him. The forward from Duke had a rough year, but he is super athletic. Shows great defensive instincts. Um, you know, he's got to improve his jumper, but able to get to the basket and finish at the rim. So definitely someone that the Magic should take a look at. Um, I went off the board on my pick in this mock draft, um, and it's more just to put him on everyone's radar. So I'm going to put him on your radar too. He's been climbing up draft boards, um, and, and I've seen him go anywhere from around where the Magic are picking all the way down into the 20s. So I don't think anyone really knows quite how to evaluate him yet. But I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put, put his name in your ear. Josh Giddy from uh, the NBL, from Australia. Giddy is expected to be the leader in assists in the NBL this year, the same thing that LaMelo Ball did last year, uh, and is a six foot eight point forward. Um, again, you're looking for unique skills. Um, you know, Again, I don't think you only look at unique skills. You, you, you figure out if they can translate, but if you want to be successful in this league, you need to be unique. You need to do something different. You need to do something. You need to have... Some player that just forces the defense to change who they are a little bit. You know, there aren't many straight post-up centers like Joel Embiid, but Embiid's really good because he's also a gifted mid-range shooter and can step out to the three. And he's a great defender, obviously. Nikola Jokic is this great passing big man. Um, Stephen Curry is a flamethrower three-pointer. LeBron James is LeBron freaking James. You look at the best teams in the league; they have guys that are just unique. I don't. I, I know the term unicorn is thrown around a lot to refer to big men, but they, they have guys that are just so different from anything else you see that, that you know, you have to account for them in some different way. And, you know, Nikola Vucevic was getting to that as a three-point shooter, but he was always kind of Nikola Jokic-lite, um, you know, this year and in the last few years. Uh, and, you know, as, as someone who could pass a little bit, shoot a little bit, you know, great uh, post up a little bit. You know, he was really good at all those things, but not elite. To be great in this league, to, to win in this league, you need guys who are lead at something. I need to be a little unique. Um, so Giddy is definitely. So, I, mean, I, I don't know if you take Giddy at ten, um, you know where we have where we had him going in this mock or where he was placed in this mock draft. You know, no one else took Giddy in our mock draft, so he fell out of lottery. So maybe that's someone you think about trading down for or trading you know back into the draft to get. Um, but a six foot eight guy who can lead a professional league like the NBL and assist. Um, and, and and be kind of a, a potential triple double threat on any night, like that's that, that's that's something. Now his shooting is a huge concern. Uh, you know he's a sub thirty percent three point shooter uh, in the NBL, um, and so I I, I don't know if I, I think that may take him uh, further down the Magic board. But we know Orlando likes guys with length. We know they like guys who have positional versatility. We know they like guys who just do something a little different. Um, and again. 
I, I, don't, I don't think the Magic are going to go away from those philosophies in their drafting. They're going to look for guys with length. They're going to look for guys with positional versatility. Even though they're playing, they're drafting at a high, at kind of the highest levels of the draft, they're still going to look for things that they like and, and that they feel they can build around. I mean, I don't think that philosophy changes. They like guys like Jonathan Isaac. They like guys like Chuma Okiki. They like guys like Mo Bamba even. Giddy, I think, fits that bill a little bit. Um, so I would keep Giddy on your radar. I'd go check him out. Um, you know, again, I'm not saying the Magic will take him with that second pick. I think that might be a little high. But again, I think I think you know as, as much as Jeff Waltman likes to say that there are teams behind them ready to take Okiki. Um, I, I kind of think that the Magic reached on Okiki because a they didn't want a rookie that year, and b they really liked him. And so I think the Magic have shown that they'll if there's a guy they really like, they will go take him. So. Keep Josh Giddey's name kind of in the back of your head, um, especially as this draft process continues. That's kind of what, that's kind of like the introduction to the mock draft. You can read the whole thing on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, see uh, all of our thoughts, uh, all of our early thoughts on the draft class. Um, you know, I, I, I think that this is more of an introduction than anything else. I think we'll get more serious about draft talk uh, and the magic strategy and, and what they should be looking for. When we get a little bit closer to the draft, um, we'll, we'll, we're going to start player evaluations here on the podcast coming up in, a, in, a, in, a, in probably next week or late or late this week. Um, so there's still a lot to get to on our end uh, to recap the season. But overall, there's there's a lot to like um, in this draft class. Um, you know, I think the Magic do have some options. You know, a surprise that Keon Johnson didn't get picked in our mock draft, so he could go the, the Tennessee forward could go anywhere. Um, you know, I, I, again, I think a lot of us were focused on finding shooting. Let's find shooting. Shooting is such a premium in this league. Um, if you can find guys who already have a leg up, I think you're ahead of the game. And, you know, again, I, I think that's why James McKnight is going to kind of rocket up draft boards a little bit and certainly uh, be someone that the Magic consider. Um, but again, you know, you kind of you kind of have to start thinking about philosophies of team building, especially for a team like the Magic. So those are things I want to kind of put in your ear uh, and think about a little bit as we go through this early part of the draft process or this early part of the postseason draft process. Um, we'll have more on the draft. Don't worry. Coming up a little bit uh, closer to the draft date and closer to the draft lottery and draft combine. Um, when we come back, though, we'll talk a little bit about what we can learn from the Indiana Pacers as the Orlando Magic continue to watch the playoffs. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Research and developed for three years to, to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. Products can be joined anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. It's 2021, so get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw your dip out, and get some Lucy nicotine gum and or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. Locked on NBA Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNBA. 
Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at rockauto.com. It is coming to the summer months. It's already getting into the 90s here in Central Florida. And so if you take care of your car yourself, now is the time to take care of it so it can take care of you. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Like I said, what I'm going to try and do here as the playoffs continue is talk a little bit about what lessons that we can learn from uh, the teams that are eliminated from the playoffs and 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 what the Magic can gain from them. Because like I said, like I said in the draft section of this this show, we're at the beginning stages of this rebuild. The Magic are just getting started again. They're just restarting themselves a little bit, uh, and there's obviously a lot of work to do. And so it's very, you know, despite the Magic having some talent in Jonathan Isaac and Chumo Kiki and Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter and RJ Hampton and, and, and Mobamba, despite the Magic having some talent um, already, this is very much the beginning stages of things. This is very much a blank slate. And so, you know, I think there are lessons big and small to take from the teams around the league. Um, and, and kind of the first, you know, we were going through the play-in teams right now, as, as and we'll, so we'll talk about the Golden State Warriors later on in the week. Um, but, you know, we learned from the Charlotte Hornets that if you're a team in the middle, again, maybe not where you want to end up, but where you kind of have to be to start things off. If you're a team in the middle, winning close games matters. Um, you, y'all know I, I talk about close games a lot. Uh, I, whenever, whenever we're talking about close games, I tend to shoot away, but um, winning close games, being able to... to to being able to to eke out those those victories is the difference between a 35 win season and a 42 win season. Um, it, it it really is that the margins are that small when you're a team in the middle and at the bottom of the playoff standings. The San Antonio Spurs, one of the best mid range jump shooting teams in the entire league, um, have gone probably as far as they can because there's just a limit to mid range jump shooting. The best mid range jump shooting team in the league can get counteracted by a team that shoots 30% from three. That's why I think shooting has to be a premium as part of this blank slate the Magic have. So what do the Indiana Pacers teach us? Um, If you've listened to me on on Twitter or the pod, I'll often say, honestly, is being the Pacers or the Blazers the worst thing in the world? If the Spurs and the Heat are kind of the paragons of culture over everything, where a team's culture just consistently feeds itself into championship contention. Um, the Spurs, you know, obviously were championship contenders for nearly two decades. The Heat have been on and off championship contenders since 2006. Those teams are kind of the, the models for what a strong culture can bring a team, for what culture means to a franchise, to an organization. Culture matters. But if those are the models for championship-level culture, conquering all, 
then what about the Indiana Pacers? What about a team like the Portland Trailblazers? Those are teams that are consistent winners. They win games. They make the playoffs every year. But they don't really do anything. The Pacers have made the playoffs in nine of the last 11 seasons. They made playoff appearances in 15 of the last 22. They made the Eastern Conference Finals eight times in 22 seasons. At a certain at a certain level, especially for a small market like Anina, that's never going to attract free agents. That's admirable. They are consistently good. And even more so, Indiana's always had a, a, a kind of sixth sense of knowing when to pull the plug to remain good. Paul George was agitating to get out. They moved him for Victor Oladipo and DeMontis Sabonis, getting two all-stars in the process. Victor Oladipo was clearly on his way out. They moved him and got Karis LeVert. Like, that's... That's something, right? That's There's something there. That the Magic are able consistently, or not the Magic, the Pacers are able consistently to reload and stay playoff competitive. The Pacers very likely can point to injuries as to why they didn't make the playoffs this year. You know, Malcolm Brogdon was, was, was coming off an injury heading into the play-in tournament. Um, you had you had TJ Warren out for essentially the whole year. Victor Oladipo was out the whole year. Karis LeVert had injuries when he came to the team. Miles Turner was in and out of the lineup with injuries. The Pacers have the Pacers should be a playoff team. I was a doubter this year, but I'm beginning to think that I should treat them like the Spurs. They're making the playoffs. But here's the thing: culture gets you so far. I mean, look, we know what an Indiana Pacers team is going to play like. They defend, they get after you, they play hard, they they play on the margins a little bit. They're just sound in every respect. And that that's the same thing now as it was under Nate McMillan, even with the issues that they've had with with, with Coach Bjorken. The Pacers are a tough team, and they always are. But are they a championship level team? And this is the problem with aspiring to be the Pacers or the Blazers. If you're a small market, maybe that's fine. Maybe it is good enough to consistently be a 50-win team, to consistently make the playoffs, to consist to have a, a stray time where you make a run. Maybe that's enough. Championship windows are very difficult to align the smaller your market is. And so maybe you just want to put yourself one move away so when you make that right move, you, you get there. Maybe you want to make it so you never truly rebuild. The Pacers have never rebuilt. They've always retooled. And that's admirable. I don't think that's a bad thing. And if the Magic could get to that point, I think they'd be in good shape because they can be a free agent market. But culture like that only gets you so far. You need talent at the end of the day. And yes, the Pacers lost in the play-in tournament because they didn't have T.J. Warren. Because you know Malcolm Brogdon was dot at full strength because Karis LeVert was out. They they don't they don't have the top end talent they need to truly compete, to truly win championships. And the Pacers, more than any team, I think, feel like they are in that ringer of mediocrity, in the treadmill of mediocrity. And maybe they're cool with that. I, I again I don't I don't think that's 
entirely a bad thing. The Pacers were certainly at a level above the Magic. Um, and so I think the Magic made the right decision saying, like, let's restart a little bit. Let's reset ourselves a little bit. And the Magic are hoping that their culture under Steve Clifford is able to help them bounce back faster than they might otherwise have. But the Magic, I think, looked at a team like the Pacers and said, we could be them. Or we could be something else. And especially with this opportunity to bring in some top talent, the Magic chose to be something else. They trust that Steve Clifford will be able to build the culture and attitude that they want. They trust that they can get themselves back to that level that they were at the last two years. But they know in order to really be a factor, to be a team that matters, you need talent. Because at the end of the day, talent beats culture. Culture enhances talent, but talent wins at the end of the day. Before we log out, let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are all in gear. So get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting news or sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, puck drop, or tip off, head over to Bet Online to your or on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game. As teams prep for their runs to the postseason, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. That's gonna do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in, Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on one podcast. Your podcast enabled listening device. So you can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore Omdine. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. I'm doing a dive on RJ Hampton right now. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up on to, on our next episode of Locked on Magic. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do a podcast tomorrow, but we'll, we'll see because of a morning meeting that I have. But uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, I'll be back at least Thursday, so so plan plan accordingly. But that's going to do it for me today. Uh, I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. And remember to check out the Locked on Today podcast today on Locked on Today. The Milwaukee Bucks left nothing to question in a Monday night win over the Miami Heat. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.